0: Hey, Welcome to the new CNADHD podcast. I'm your host, Liz Lewis, and I don't want to produce another boring podcast. I want to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly of living the ADHD life. My goal is to bring together the best experts and the best information about ADHD and to make it understandable and actionable. Today's episode is a little different. Um, I recorded this with a guy that I really love, Um, I have almost a motherly feeling about him, his name is Mark, and he's otherwise known as Wellness with Mark. You can find him on Instagram as Wellness with Mark, and he has a YouTube channel that he is actively working on. I love Mark because he is young. He is 22, and he has ADHD, but Mark is a little different because as a young man, he actually talks about mental health and ADHD, and finding your way in the world. And he's still doing it. And Mark has recently started a support group. It's the only support group that I'm aware of for young men or men in general with ADHD. And I know that there are men out there that could use some help. So without further ado, I present my friend Mark. So I'm I'm pretty excited. I have an Instagram friend visiting me today. His name is Mark. And I always think of you as wellness with Mark. Yeah. Is that, is that what you want me to call you?
1: Uh, uh, Mark is fine. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Mark is fine.
0: (laughs) Mark. I know that you have a little bit, a a little bit of a following on YouTube and I know that you have a bigger following following on Instagram. Is that right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh.
0: And what do you usually talk about?
1: So uh,
0: I'm going to play dumb.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, no, absolutely. So um my Instagram. Um I I've been doing I've been doing this whole coaching thing for about uh for about a year now almost. And my Instagram posts for a while were pretty uh generic, you know, things like practice mindfulness and healthy eating and whatnot. And then a few months ago um I decided to dedicate my Instagram to ADHD support. And I mean, the response to that has been nothing but amazing so far. I mean, I've met a lot of, I met people like you and some of our mutual friends. And it's, it's just, to be honest with you, I mean, the past couple of months, it's it's just been dedicated to ADHD support, opening up about the things that I've struggled, what's helped me, um, that type of thing, you know, but I've just dedicated my social media usage to to really just sh- showing people that people with this, this cognitive difference can be great and that we can be happy and thrive just like everyone else, you know?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And then yeah. before I start asking you to tell me your ADHD story, mm-hmm. I asked you on that. Um, what you said the coaching, are you, I think of you as, as like a holistic health coach. Is that what you?
1: Uh, so it's a blend of, of life coaching and health coaching. Um, it, yeah, because there's a lot of personal growth work involved. I do largely believe in things like affirmations and mindset. But at the same time, uh, for, for me, healing my ADHD, um, exercise has gone a long way. Things like, things like mindful eating and looking into my gut health as well. So um, these, are all, these are all tools that I use and, and try to encourage within the clients that I work with. So, yeah, it's a blend. It's definitely a blend of both llamas and life coaching that I do.
0: Okay. You know, I think that's a little, I think that's really important because what I'm seeing more of these days Mm -hmm. is people that are ADHD life coaches and they might talk about the mindset and all that stuff, but a lot of them don't actually spend as much time on the lifestyle stuff, the, the diet and the fitness and that kind of stuff. Yeah, uh And that is really interesting to me because I have always, from the beginning, said, even before Russell Barkley started talking about it, I have always said ADHD is like a health thing. You need to take care of your health, Mm -hmm. all of it. It's not just about, like, taking the meds and i don't know taking the meds and maybe even paying a really expensive coach like absolutely you have to do all of it like you have to take care of yourself your body okay
1: yeah 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 i know it, it it matters you know I, I think that um it's important that we we invest in finding a protocol that works for us you know and that said exercise looks different for everyone you know it's all about i, th- I th- especially with us adhd people It's all about finding something that we can stick with, you know, with my clients, I encourage things like, I mean, if if it's going for a walk daily, then you go for that dang walk. If you like high intensity interval training, then cool. You know, you do you. But the whole point is, is that um, keeping our bodies moving, I think it goes a long way for our brains, you know.
0: And it's sort of a challenge because we are not, Barkley uses the word conscientious. Yeah um we don't have really a really great interoception we don't have great conscientiousness about how we're treating our bodies and we don't yeah. and that that's a struggle that's one of the inherent struggles of ADHD is we know what needs to happen we sure. just don't have the ability to push it like we just don't have the ability to to make it happen
1: oh um, yeah yeah absolutely
0: okay can you tell me your ADHD story
1: so my whole story is, well, from the beginning, I always knew that there was something a little bit different than me. Um, all the way back till I was a year and a half years old, I, I didn't pick up walking up until I was a year and a half years old. I, my understanding is that most kids pick that up like around like a little bit before a year old. I don't know how old you were, <laughs> you know? <laughs>
0: My mom would say I was a late walker. I, I was 16 oh, yeah. like 15 months. My son was about 13 months. So, oh
1: yeah. Uh-huh. But people
0: with ADHD children can have motor skills issues. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, and I mean things like, um, I mean even in when I was five, six years old, like learning to tie my shoes, I, I didn't really pick that up until I was around around eight or nine. And even the way that I do it today. Um, it's a little bit different than everyone. Like I'll, I'll do like a loop and then I'll do two bunny ears and then a loop of, of those. But, um, I still don't get the way everyone does it. <laughs> that's, um, that's
0: how they teach you to do it. Mark in OT.
1: Yeah. Uh, do they <laughs> my
0: <laughs> that's son it. does the same thing. Yes.
1: Uh, so, um, but then on the flip side of that, there was also, um, how I was with my passions mm-hmm. as well. So as a kid, I was absolutely obsessive with Batman. I I I mean I, I for Batman the animated series that was my show at the time I was able to name you all of the characters I mean I I not only watched all the episodes but watched all the behind the scenes and like I I every time that I was into something I was very very incredibly invested but uh so I always knew that there was something different about me but as I as I grew older um there was not really much self-awareness going on with my brain and um, not really much management that is, that is necessary for us ADHD folks. And to make a long story short, this would then lead to um, me being the age of 16. I was, I was severely depressed at the time. Mm -hmm. I was experiencing what um, I'm sure your listeners and yourself are all too familiar with a high, uh, a life of, really poor managed ADHD, where I had poor grades in school. Um, I had high levels of anxiety and, um, it got to a point where my guidance counselor from that school year had called my mom and he told my mother that I was not going to be able to make it to the next grade. And my mother was, um, absolutely devastated by this as any mother would be. And she, she, she spoke to me about it that day. And for the first time, I confessed to my mom, I told my mom that, you know, I was like, I'm i I'm struggling here. You know, like I I I I I don't I don't have it all that easy right now. Um I my my mental health is is not at a good place and I need some help. So ended up going to uh, a psychiatrist and getting some mental health care in there. And I got voila, I was diagnosed uh ADHD. And I don't know how that went for, for you when you were first diagnosed, but for me, it was a big sense of relief. I was like, Oh my goodness. So now I can understand my brain a little bit more and now I'm getting some help as well. So, um, I started taking ADHD meds and therapy as well. I got therapy and that was a very, very helpful tool for me. Um, and then, and then eventually, I, I I brought my hyper focus to the ADHD world. I mean, I, I I started digging into things like mindfulness. I started exploring exercise, and um, yeah, just kind of went all the way in.
0: So, and, okay, first of all, yeah, you must not have as a, as a youngster, like in in first second grade, you must not have been obvi- the little boy stereotype. You must not have been that obvious to the the teachers and stuff. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. you probably weren't the hyperactive impulsive presentation. No,
1: no, yeah. absolutely, absolutely inattentive. A hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. I was, I, I was very, uh, very calm and a, a little bit more of a quiet kid And in, in school. What it looked like for me was my mind was off. Like I talked to you about Batman. My mind was on Batman yep. all, the time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all the time, you know? So,
0: yeah. And um, I hear that story a lot, but I hear it more in women. So, and, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes people argue that, in boys, it's overdiagnosed um, when they're when they're young, so it's kind of cool that that you know not cool, but you you made it up to like age sixteen. It sounds like yeah, had your evaluation, and I'm so 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 glad that yeah. you were given the therapy option. Um, yeah, when I was diagnosed, no, so I was diagnosed in 1991. Okay, and so and as a girl, I was like really for girls, most girls aren't identified. And they weren't mm-hmm. in the nineties mm-hmm. as much at all. And um, I was not really given so much therapy. Um, I think before I even the evaluation, I might've had therapy. And then the therapist was like, okay, we're going to send you to the psychiatrist because we think this is an ADHD thing. Mm-hmm. And um, after that, it was like, I would just have yearly appointments and take meds. So it's mm. awesome that you were given that sort of those tools.
1: You know, and it was a huge help for me too, because I struggled largely with, with confidence at the time. And for me having that, that therapy, I mean, it was, it was my first, my first introduction to self-awareness of what I was good at. And that was the most powerful thing for me. It was, it was such like a big boost of confidence. And yeah, I mean, I like, I, like I, I understood myself for the first time and that's, that's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And that's
0: what therapy is good for. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's yeah. not something you're. Getting, you don't want to talk to your parents when you're 16. <laughs> like,
1: no. Yeah. Uh huh. You don't want to. Yeah, talk to them. and that's the thing too. My mom uh, and and I think uh, I'm certainly not not a parent here. And and if I can say a message to any of your parents, listeners, I think it is the strongest form of parenting when you can seek that external help. You know, when you recognize that there 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 are other sources out there that would be able to help your child in different ways. Um, than you. I think that that's a, a really, really important thing for most parents to hear. And I and I am so glad that my mom went out there and got me that therapy and recognized that I needed help because I mean it, it changed my life for the better.
0: Definitely. Yeah. So, did you repeat that grade or did you did you?
1: So I actually managed to, 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 to to go to the next grade. Um, it it was, this was done with uh summer school and, Mm -hmm. and, and just kind of, kind of barely getting by, uh, the next year, but, um, but, but I, I, I ended up graduating high school on time, (laughs) uh, (laughs) with, yeah, with summer school and, and, and getting extra help from teachers and everything like that. It was, it went a long way for me. And plus, um, uh, at the time, being on the the ADHD meds, I mean, it was like it, it, it's like uh, what what's that metaphor that's always used when when you put on glasses for the first time? Um It was it was just a really really incredibly helpful tool. I mean, myself right now with where I'm at in my life, I'm not currently medicated. I find that my current approach is working with me. I to to, to deny that the ADHD medication wasn't helpful. I mean, it was it was one of the most helpful tools ever. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: And they've actually done a little research um oh, mean, yeah. on many men and women. They've done some research and um mm-hmm. kids, teenagers and adolescents that take the ADHD meds are less likely to go out and abuse other substances.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, I like I, I like that saying um that he, and this this goes for any treatment, but the this the side effects of you getting treated are way better than the side effects of not getting treated.
0: Exactly. And
1: I I just want that to like really, really sink in through people's heads. You know, it, it, it matters, you know, it, it so, so matters. So
0: I agree. Yeah. So I was going to ask you if you were treating it right now, um, Mm -hmm. what do you, you said your protocol is working for you. What is your protocol right now?
1: So for me, um, having a mindfulness practice has gone a long way. I got into mindfulness around three years ago and started studying, uh, with different monks, of different Buddhist traditions. I started attending retreats and, and got coaching through, uh, a, a life coach slash Buddhist monk, which is pretty cool. Um, and nowadays I have a daily 10 minute practice. I use a, I use a guided meditation app and, and, that for me is I, I I try, I look at it as almost stretching before an exercise. I find that having that daily meditation practice has been a great, um, a great fuel source in, in me being able to stay a little bit more present. Um, and sometimes when I, when I'm a little bit more energetic, uh, the, the meditation won't be a sitting practice. I know that a lot of ADHD people do a little better with mindful walking because, uh, many of us struggle sitting still for 10 minutes straight, you know? So, um, in the morning, I'll just I'll go out and, and pay attention to different sensations of my feet and um, the temperature and the, uh, the the scent of the air around me. So it's a, it's a really beautiful, calming practice, especially done in the morning.
0: I'm sure you've seen that book, uh, The Mindfulness Formula for Adult ADHD. I have it. I've reviewed
1: it. Oh, oh I've heard of it. Yeah. yeah. I've heard of it. Yeah. The Mindfulness I,
0: Prescription for yeah. Adult ADHD. Oh. Yeah.
1: I got to check it out. Um, the one one book that that really helped me too was um, it's a book called Meditation for Fidgety Skeptics. It's by Dan Harris and um, a meditation teacher named Jeff Warren who has ADHD, and it's the coolest thing ever. But uh, but yeah, for me for me the uh, the mindfulness practice has has gone a really long way. Um, things like eating a low glycemic index diet with um, dopamine producing foods like avocados, dark chocolate. Um, things like green tea as well. Um, yeah, I, I I find a a holistic approach has gone well for me with food and mindfulness. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Do you think that, um, you were just talking about the diet stuff. One of the, and I hear this a lot with women and I'm sure men as well. Um, we with ADHD, we tend to have trouble planning our meals ahead. And so we eat what's convenient when it's like right in front of our face how have mm-hmm. you been like managing
1: that? Uh-huh. So, uh, getting, getting accountability with that goes a long way. I, that's where I like, I like having people like, like, like health coaches. Um, but, uh, yeah, for me on, on Sundays, I'll do like a little mini meal prep. I, I won't act like I, I, uh, I have the most efficient meal prep system going on, but I, I don't, with my hyper focus, I don't like to spend much time in the kitchen. I, uh, if, if I have this rule where if it goes beyond a half an hour, I'm generally not, uh, <laughs> I'm not cooking it, but I like a lot of, a lot of things like one pan meals. Um, I, when, whenever I, whenever I cook a meal, I try to, I'm a big believer in the cook once, eat twice type of thing. So, um, that for me goes a long way. Uh, you know, and, and then just simple meals in, in, in the morning. Uh, I, I, I'm, I go fine with having things like the same breakfast and same lunch. And, um, I don't, I, I don't really need to be all fancy fancy with that. I, but me, me, me just being a little bit more simple in the kitchen allows me to have, to express my creative energy a little bit more into the, uh, the work that I'm doing here. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it and I know that you and I follow some of the same, like, um, uh, what's his name? Peter uh, At- 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 Peter
1: Atia. Yeah. I'm trying to get him to talk about ADHD. I tweeted him like three times. I'm like, I would love to hear an episode with him. See, I'm, I'm, I'm afraid
0: month. to tweet him. Like, I would be afraid yeah. to do it. Um, <laughs> I follow him and I follow uh, Dr. Rhonda Patrick as well. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, yeah. And, you know, I've heard uh, Russell Barkley and maybe, I don't know if it was Bill Dotson. I've, mm-hmm. I've heard a couple of ADHD doctors talk about glucose. And glucose, the yeah. Uh-huh. And I, I'm telling you this because you're somebody who, like me, likes the science sometimes of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, sure. And I, I find, and I, I totally agree with you, and so mm-hmm. many ADHDers are resistant to this. Like, not just the I can't sit and meditate, but the idea of like altering your diet a little bit just to sure. let, try to stabilize your blood glucose. So oh yeah, your brain has a more steady stream of fuel
1: <laughs> and yeah, then yeah.
0: you feel better and the dopamine suffusion is better when your glucose is regulated
1: oh yeah absolutely absolutely and yeah
0: i just i just find the whole thing totally fascinating because i'm a nerd yeah. like
1: our our health as individuals it can't go i can't go out of the discussion when we're talking about um adhd and wellness you know so yeah
0: yeah and i think you're right it does sort of people are so, it's so hard to get through the day and to put yeah. out numbers, like right now mm-hmm. that people aren't always focused on their wellness overall. Yeah, sure. And sure. it's a chicken or egg thing. Like which one first? Do I deal with the the fire at hand or do I take a, a longer view and try to prevent this from happening You know, next week?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh-huh. Okay,
0: so before I start talking about like boys with ADHD, I Ooh. just have one question. Um, sure. How do you like to... Uh, handle your clients like when you have a first session with somebody what do you like to talk about
1: mm-hmm. so I go through a lot of things like main thing is I want to go into why they're they're here and and what their their goals are um, what their relationship is like with with ADHD and their stress um, it's funny because um I, I before I went a little bit more of the life coaching route I started off just wellness coaching and people would come up to me like thinking that they would want to, that, like they had like a certain health goal like maybe to lose weight or something like that but then we get into uh we get into sleep and we get into stress management and the, and the fact is is that these these issues are very uh, much so inter- interconnected so yeah typically on a first session we'll talk a lot about when i'm working with my clients i get to what's on on their mind or something that's going through in in their life something that they're going through excuse me um things like their limiting beliefs and um just what's uh what's holding them back from reaching their their true potential. You know, I try I try to really just listen in and um hear about their experiences at work and school and things like that, you know? So
0: yeah, well, yeah I think in particular with ADHD people, they will often contact like, for one reason, like a specific reason. Yeah. Like, I'm going through a divorce or I'm, you know, people will contact me in crisis basically. Like there's sure. something going on. And mm-hmm. then when we actually meet, it's more like, um, it's, it just becomes more putting out fire. Like, and they start to just pick your brain. Like, I don't sure. know if yeah. you experience that, but yeah, uh-huh. for one reason, but it always turns into something else. And it Oh yeah. Always. Yeah. Into, yeah. Like it'll turn into core beliefs. It'll yeah. turn you like, they have all these beliefs about what they're capable of and, who they are, mm-hmm. their mm-hmm. worthiness, and it's like, oh my, this is a way bigger issue than than sure. your messy kitchen. Like this yeah.
1: is, <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely, yeah. Uh, the, these things, these things are largely inter- interconnected, you know. And um, basically, whenever I'm working with the client, it, it, my my work is largely based off of things like stress reduction, and that can mean a lot of things. That can mean what the, what's the person's uh, career like? Um, what's the person's uh, home environment like which that's another big thing too for uh adhd so um yeah i it, it's a practice for me where i just i i really put i i think i put the ego down and tried my best to listen you know yeah. I, I, yeah you know which goes it goes a long way for us too you know mm-hmm. so uh-huh
0: i love working with people because i don't know sometimes i think we see them more clearly than they see themselves and that's mm-hmm. that's true for all of us like my coach sees me more clearly yeah, I see myself having that outside perspective is just—it's actually really important now that I'm. Oh
1: thinking. yeah! Oh yeah! Absolutely. <laughs> in totally. my
0: development, it's been really, really important.
1: Totally, yeah. Having an outside perspective, somebody who can give you like a non-biased view on certain things in your life, I think it, it—it's seriously—it's a very healing uh, tool, you know. So, yes. yeah, big, time. Yeah. big
0: um, time. Big time. Are you? I I toss this around in my head all the time. Are you going to go and get one of the ADHD um, coaching certs specific to ADHD?
1: That is that is a plan in the future, yeah. Um, right now, I'm working on a, um, a life coaching certification. That's going to happen uh, soon, within the next month or so. Um, I'm studying under New Skills Academy. And then uh, that, is a, that is a plan in the future, yeah, absolutely. Get like an I,
0: okay, so the whole reason I asked you to come on, and I kind of previewed this for you, is... Um, sure, sure you know, the whole world associates ADHD with little boys Mm -hmm. and, um, girls often get lost, but what I'm finding is sometimes those little boys, some of them can be overlooked. And I think, you know, little boys grow up to be men. And then in our culture, we don't talk about mental health at all, (laughs) let alone ADHD, which some people don't even think is, is real. They think it's just, you know, all in your head, which, Oh yeah is precisely where it is cuz it's a neurological condition. Yep. But um what are your views on I mean you grew up in this in did you go to public school?
1: I did, yeah, I did.
0: So you grew up you told us your story, you know, you grew up in a, a public school system and you made it out the other side of it, but like what what is your I noticed that you work a lot with men. Sure. Starting support groups for men, right? Totally, yeah. So like, what impact does our whole cultural mess around mental health and ADHD, like, what impact do you think that has on boys?
1: Certainly a huge impact. The whole thing for me is when, when I started ADHD support, when I dedicated my whole Instagram and my Twitter and everything to it, um, like I had mentioned earlier, the, the, the feedback was incredibly positive. However, within a couple of months of doing it, I had noticed a continuous pattern or something. And it's that a lot of men had been messaging me saying like things like, thank you for, for posting this and sharing up and sharing about your story so openly. And these are people that I've known like my whole life. And they're saying that they, is like, Hey, I, hey, man, I've, st- I've struggled with ADHD too. And I've always been so embarrassed to talk about it. Um, I feel that it's affected my professional career as well. And what I, what I noticed there was, is that although, as you said, like a lot of boys and a lot of men are diagnosed with ADHD, the problem is, is that we are hesitant to talk about it. We tend to look at as men seeking help as a sign of weakness, and that is the main, main thing that I, I wanted to get at here. It's so not, it's so not, you know, it, you, you getting help from people like therapy, like, like therapists, like coaches is probably one of the strongest forms of strength out there. I mean, it's vulnerability. Um, it takes a lot of mental courage, you know, it's, it's, it's a difficult thing without a doubt, but, um, it's the biggest sign of strength. But yeah, I'd say the, the biggest thing for men is it's just a, a lack of, a lack of talking about it. That's the big, big thing. Like if you go on Instagram, for example, like just looking at the hashtag like ADHD women and that versus ADHD men, you'll see like me and a couple of other people talking about it, but there's just, there's just so few in comparison. That's one thing that I've noticed um, is that we're, we're, we struggle with, we struggle with opening up. That's the big thing, you know? Um, and, and for me, Opening up and talking more about this has been absolutely healing. It's it's only enhanced the quality of my life. Um, it's only made me better friendships and more authentic relationships. So it's a, it's a really really helpful thing. And that's that's the main issue though. Yeah, it's
0: yeah. I uh, have had discussion. I have had men message me and email mm-hmm. me, and some of them will say like, "It's interesting." Some of them will email me and they'll be like, "I was diagnosed as a kid." And, uh, and you know, now I'm an adult and every woman I date, you know, uh, breaks up with me because whatever, because I don't have the job they think I should have. And, you know, I try to explain that I have ADHD and women just don't, what are women looking for? You know, people send me these kind of messages and I'm like, I don't know what women are looking for, (laughs) but Uh I do think that there's something, you know, talk about gender roles. I do think there is something with some well many people where if a man says you know i have adhd or i have depression you know that's mm-hmm. another one that people don't like men when they try to explain to a girl they're dating or something that they have yeah. this depression and they have anxiety and they have adhd what i'm told is that girls go oh like yeah you know, and um i get those messages and so lately i've been like oh you got to find this guy mark
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh that's too cool that's too cool um yeah it, it it's it's a big thing you know and and we have to know that um well first of all that that there's nothing wrong with being different nothing at all you know and and then especially towards men like me who are a little bit more sensitive you know that it's 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 fine you know to to be sensitive there are moments in our lives um where we have to to show up to things that we don't want to do and there are moments where things get difficult absolutely but we need to prioritize having a relationship with vulnerability and a relationship with people that we can, we feel that we can, be our hundred percent ourselves with. Yes. I think that goes a long way. And that, that, without a doubt, we talked about taking medications and all that. We can't, we can't deny that as part of treatment as well. You know,
0: and I don't know what kind of messaging are young men getting? Like in middle school, like what kind of messaging do young men get about going to the guidance counselor, you know, in school or seeing a therapist? I feel like the messaging is off somewhere.
1: The message, the messaging that we get is, is absolutely awful. It's, you have a lack of discipline. You need to, you need to try harder. You need to focus harder. Mm -hmm. Um, My, my school conversations where, um, Mark, we talked about this before, just study in class, just pay more attention. And I think that, and we, we might, we might, I don't know if we defer on this, but I do believe to an extent that, that self-discipline is important. I think that there, there are times, like I mentioned, that you have to show up to things that you don't want to, but ADHD can't be out-disciplined. The treatment needs to be there. And, and that's, that's the thing that um, I was told a lot often as a child, you know, that, that I can outdiscipline this and it, it, yeah, believe me, I tried. I mean, like I, I have done things like, uh, very, very intense meditation retreats. I mean, every single morning I do like cold showers. I've gone like months eating like sh- sugar-free and on completely plant-based diets. I, I've done like a lot of different things and I'll tell you that that's not the answer. It's just, it, it's not the answer, you know, you, it, it, treatment, help from medical professionals, coaching, therapy, support groups, like you and I both have, mm-hmm. these are essential in, in treating our, our brains, you know?
0: Yeah. And maybe we need to make it more, I don't know what to say. We need to make the support groups more obvious. Like, yeah. more, I mean, is your, is your group a secret group?
1: Uh, it's a, it, it's a private group, but, uh, I mean, as, as anybody who can send the, anybody who sends the request can, can join, uh, as long as I approve it. Yeah.
0: Because I was going to say, um, especially for men, um, mm-hmm. there's so much stigma around any type of mental health and asking for help. And, um, even with me, I have found with women, I sure. have people message me and say, cause I do have one larger public Facebook group, which I, mm-hmm. I don't do a lot with it anymore, but mm-hmm. I've had people say, is this going to, sh- like, are my friends and family going to know I'm in this group? Is this a private group? Are they, you know, and I'm thinking yeah, yeah. That sure. might be even more like, yes, I will make it a secret so that your friends and family don't connect you to this group. Because you know how when, when you're connected to people on Facebook? You yeah, know, yeah. Yeah, maybe we need to do a better job of creating safe spaces, so to speak. Oh, um, yeah. For men in particular. Yeah,
1: yeah absolutely. Yeah, um, um, yeah. And, and even, um, this one person that I, I, I worked with once, um, he, uh, he, he didn't want like, like, like anybody to know that he was getting, getting coached, you know, like, like, like he wanted to keep it like a private type of thing. And um, I'm just like, you know, um, uh, there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong that. with it. You know, um, it, it, it's, it's like, I, I, I think that we, we, uh, it, it's important that people share their, their journey and that we, we open up about these things, you know, and, and know that it's, it's totally cool to get help. And if anything, it would only just make your life better.
0: Yeah. So what do you think, like, say a guy is, I don't, I don't know how old you are, Mark. I didn't even ask.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Um, let's say a guy is like 27, 28, not quite 30, mm-hmm. but he feels mm-hmm. like his career is floundering. He's having some depression issues. There's no one in his family. He can talk to about it. Like, what do you think the steps should be for him? Mm-hmm. Maybe he was diagnosed as a kid, but no one's addressed it in years. And what do you think the steps should be for someone who's struggling a guy 27 to 30 ish? You know, what do you think they should do?
1: Yeah. Um, I think, uh, I think therapy would be, uh, a, a first thing for me. Absolutely. I, I think, uh, just, looking into getting into the why as to your, your current situation and, and why you feel the way that you do. Um, therapists can do, can do great work when it comes to looking into that past trauma and, and helping you realize some things that you might not have realized before. Um, and then just really exploring, um, exploring what, what, what it means to be, I guess, for lack of better terms, um, Happy, you know, in and your life, you know, for like, what what does that mean for you? You know, things like joining a dance class or attending a yoga class or um, playing a sport of some sort. But it shows up differently for all of us. And I when I know for me, when I was in large, when I was in state of really just a lack of self awareness, um, trying on new things went a long way for me, and connecting with people that were like minded went a long long way for for me. And it's not a, and also to know that it's not going to be an overnight process. It's takes some getting some discomfort, you know, it, it, it's, it's not, it's not exactly pretty. Um, but the result is always worth it. You know, the outcome is the beautiful thing there.
0: Yeah. No, I, you know, what, um, how would you counter the people? Cause I've had a couple of these too, men that said, mm-hmm. um, either I don't have insurance or, I don't really. I don't believe in therapy. What do you think would be a good path for them?
1: It's a good question. <laughs> I
0: hear that a lot. I actually hear that quite a bit.
1: Honest, honestly, um, I would. It's a it's a tough question. I I, I would honestly ask them to to, to to give it give it a go and and, and develop a, develop your opinion after you give it a go. If you have access to the therapy, um, you know just prove yourself you know like like uh, 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 give like why not and and look into like how has that has that mindset served you that's a big thing too you know that's something that that i i ask my clients who are a little bit more doubtful towards these things you know how well how is this current attitude serving you right now you know you're so
0: nice mark i always say okay how's that working out for you
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh Uh, Yeah. You know, um, I, 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 I would ask myself these questions. I mean, if you're, if you're doubtful towards things, things like therapy, then just, just look in as like, well, okay, well, is my current approach working for me? You know, as if, and if it's, if it's not, then it's, it's worth a shot. It's worth a shot, you know? Um, but experimenting and uh, unfortunately to people, I, I understand that some people don't have access to it and, and, um, they're limited, but to, to those people, I would, um, I would say just to do your best with the current resources that you have. So even if it's a friend that you can spend a little bit more time with, um, even like if, if there's a, if there's a book that you can pick up or, or something along those lines, you know, um, but just, any opportunity that you have to explore more about yourself, go for it.
0: You know? Perfect. I agree with yeah. you too. And there's actually a couple of um, really good CBT workbooks, like cognitive behavioral therapy workbooks. Yeah. With sheets in them where you can mm-hmm. get your thoughts down on paper. It's act- Some of that stuff is really cool to do on your own if you don't have access. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. So tell me, I know you have all kinds of stuff going on. Tell me, what you're doing. Tell me about your support group first.
1: So the ADHD men support group, it's a space where, um, for men, um, that can learn more. It's a space for men so that they can learn more about what it means to be ADHD, um, what it means to have this brain and a space where men can feel safe and feel encouraged as well. Um, I think the big thing is having, a space where, you know, you just need a vent and we all have these struggles. We are, we all, uh, us ADHD and we know, we know what it's like. So if you can, if you can have a space where you can just feel open and be yourself, then absolutely, like, I, I'm all about it. So, um, I started this Facebook support group, um, for, for men to be able to, to vent and, and share their different experiences and to encourage each other as well. That's another big thing for me you know, um, that alone, having that Facebook group has been a great way for to really realize that, you know, we're not alone in our suffering. You know, when we hear somebody else going through the same thing, it's like, wow, like, you know, I'm not the only one and there's a community out there for me. So I started this group, uh, about a, about a month ago and there's this small, small little group of us. Um, but it's, it's, it's just, it's such a wonderful thing. You know, it, it, it feels, it, it really, really feels like a, a really strong community we have going on here. So yeah.
0: Um, yeah. I will say that sometimes small isn't a bad thing. Do you meet just on Facebook or do you meet like on zoom like this or how do you,
1: uh, right now it's just on Facebook. Um, okay. eventually, we, eventually I'm sure we'll, we'll explore the, that path as well. Doing like, like video calls and, Um,
0: Okay. So one last question in your wild dreams, where do you, like, what do you want to make out of this? Like out of uh, your community, what are your, what are your aspirations for what you want to build men with ADHD?
1: To, to encourage um, okayness with vulnerability. I would say that's the main, main thing that I'm trying to get at here. Um, to know that sharing your story can go a long way, um, that, you're, that they're not alone in their struggles, and that there is nothing wrong with, with having, whether it's ADHD or something similar, with having a, a mental health um, issue. That, that getting, getting that help is, is perfectly okay, and you're not anything less than that's the big, big thing that I'm, I'm trying to do here for both, for both ADHD men and women, you know?
0: Okay.
1: But yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, like Absolutely. I can totally see you creating some, I don't know what to say webinars or like I'm going to say information products or yeah. I don't know, stuff like that. Um, but mm-hmm. like, really, I think if I'm hearing you, right, um, yeah. you just want to start this conversation.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, 100%, 100%. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. And- Okay. Yeah, and and a cool thing for me is that um when I studied uh, um, holistic health coaching in, in my school, I, I teamed up with a couple of different classmates of mine and, and we co-authored a book um that's soon to come out in in May. It's called Our Transformative Journey. And everybody's talking about in their chapters different their different health related stories and and I'm happy that I'm I'm representing ADHD. Um and and just really trying to speak to that young teenage boy that, that, that has the ADHD struggles, 10 men that has it as any man that has it as well. Um, and, and so them know that, you know, they're not alone. They're yeah. so not alone. Uh, for me, for me writing this book, I mean, I, I, I did it during a time where, um, I, I don't do my coaching practice uh, full-time yet. I, I, I work full-time in a retail management job and, I was studying and doing my ADHD coaching and then at the same time doing the the work stuff. And I wrote that book as well. And, you know, the whole thing is, is that we can do difficult things, you know, we can, we can rock it, you know, and, and that is a result of good treatment. I would say good treatment and, and making sure that you're well-nourished, you know?
0: Absolutely. So where can people buy this book first?
1: hmm so uh it's up for pre-sale so it comes out um in may the, re- the release date is soon to be announced um but the book can be found on our transformative journey.com okay. and and you can uh and you can learn more about me at wellness with mark mark with c.com. wellness with mark on instagram as well
0: wellness with the C. With mark the whole word with
1: yeah
0: uh-huh com and then Instagram Wellness with Mark.
1: Mm-hmm. with a C <laughs> And
0: if people like do you have an email list or something where you, you send email newsletters or people can get a hold of you?:
1: Yeah, um, and you can subscribe to my newsletter at Wellnesswithmark.com. Uh, weekly, I do a newsletter where I share different tips on managing the ADHD brain, personal updates and more easy ways to encourage self-love.:
0: Okay, And you have Twitter too.
1: Uh, yes, I'm on Twitter too. Uh, that's Wellness W Mark.
0: Okay, perfect. Anything yeah. you want to Anything you want to close with? Uh,
1: uh, no, I, 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 I'm, t- I'm thankful for this opportunity and chatting with you. Uh, I was talking to our mutual friend uh, the other day, Dania, who's a wonderful therapist, and we were both like, "Man, Liz is the best when it comes to the Insta stories. I mean, nobody does it like yeah, you. You are you are incredibly entertaining and Um, and, and I'm super duper grateful for what you have dedicated your life work to, you know, and, and like, I was like, I I was reading one of your posts the other day and I was like, man, I I wish I had a Liz back when I was 16, you know? Uh, so it's a really, really wonderful thing. And, and I'm so happy to be on this podcast here chatting with you.
0: I think you can see why I'm so impressed with Mark. You know, he's such a young guy and he's so insightful. And I love that he is having this conversation about young men, mental health, ADHD, all of the things. Do me a favor leave me some reviews on iTunes. Also, go to my website. A dose of healthy distraction.com. Download my expert guide. It's one of my most downloaded. I think it's been downloaded 8,000 times. Tells you who the best experts are on ADHD and where to actually get high quality information. Next week's episode is another killer episode. You're going to love it. Another Instagram friend. Stick around. Like I always say, we are stronger together.